Northwest Wild Country on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. Well, we're certainly spoiling you today, Downtown Joe, with the with the um, plethora of Grateful Dead we're playing for our bumpers. For people you. who say you never hear the Grateful Dead on the radio need to listen to Northwest Wild Country. Well, just more people need to listen to Northwest Wild Country in general. I'm I agree. And I you think are, you, you it, got a few though. That's for sure. That's what you packed. We are you are listening to Northwest Wild Country Radio Saturday, July 29th, Sports Radio 950 KJR. What a gorgeous day outside! You know how tough it is to come into the studio when I have such good fishing over in Central Washington. How tough it is to come in here. Yeah, it's a, you're, you are making a true sacrifice. I mean, you used to yes, when you yes, lived on the yes. west side, but now you commute. I mean, you commute over the mountains to do this yeah, show, yeah. and it's taking you away from those 50,000 trout at Rufus Woods <laughs> Lake. Yeah, I drive through the snow and the rain and to get here, and you know, I go over the, the big tall pass, and it's uh, actually, I, when I got here yesterday, I'm, one of the main reasons I moved, Joe, was traffic. We talk about the squeeze here being so bad, right? Oh, it's the worst, man. It is mm-hmm. the worst. I, I have a three-mile commute, and it takes me 45 minutes sometimes to get home now. Uh, three miles? Yeah, yeah. I, could, I bought an electric bike just to speed up the process. I can ride a bike home quicker than I can drive my car sometimes. From Mercer Island to Bellevue, it's that bad. I would just run, quite frankly. <laughs> Why not? I mean, it kind of seems pointless to drive when you, when you live. I, if I live three miles from work, I actually live about 126 miles from work. Right. <laughs> that's it. That's it. It's quite a drive for me now, but I certainly wouldn't be taking a bicycle. But yeah, it, it is tough to it is tough to leave, man. I, but uh, I got here yesterday. Wife and I came over to uh, visit my cousin and visit some friends. And uh, it took a little over t- about two hours to get over Stevens Pass when I got to Monroe from Monroe. To just south of Tacoma, five hours. Mm. Let me repeat that. Five hours we sat in the car. That was a treat. What a magnificent time that was sitting there just going, you know, I, I, I know why I moved now. Yep, I, I got it. I know why I moved. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, man. So, uh, uh, tell me what tell me your plans are going to be, Joe, for the rest of the summer fishing-wise. Fishing wise, I you know I hope to get some in. My biggest plan right now is uh, uh, my daughter Emily is going to be a freshman at the University of Arizona, which we just mm-hmm. found out very recently. Uh, uh, she uh, registered later than most, uh, fell in love with the place. Wow. So I'm very curious about fishing around Tucson, which I suspect there is a, a good amount of. Um, uh, I would love to get over your way to, mm-hmm. to Rufus Woods for sure. And I got a buddy who's trying to get me out to seek you in the next couple of weeks, but apparently the fish are not out there. So I want to maximize my catching, you know, my, right. my fishing time is well, limited. Sure. So I want to go where the fish are. Well, and I hear that's not the place to be right if now. If you want to know where the fish are, you got to go to the Columbia river. This is a Columbia river show today. Remember? Right. It's all Columbia all the time. Yeah, we've been on the upper river. We got to go down below now. Let's talk to one. One of the best guides in the whole universe, okay? This guy, he's a writer for Salmon Trout Steel Editor. He's a rep for Clacker Craft Boats. He is Josiah Dar, and he is probably on the Columbia this morning. Are you fishing today, Josiah? What are you doing? No, I'm not. I should be, but oh, I'm not. Now I got to put the it bell makes... away. Oh, dude. Okay, I was going to say If I get one, if okay. I get one right now, it's going to be a real miracle. Okay. <laughs> So let's talk about oh, what, what talk about what you're doing, man. Let's talk about the Lower Columbia, what we can expect this year, what you're doing. So we're getting all fired up. Uh, Astoria, the whole Astoria, you know, Bowie 10 thing. Mm-hmm. That starts 
well, technically you can fish above the Megler Bridge right now, but you can fish below the bridge August 1st. And everybody I know is pretty much chomping at the bit. Uh, guys are whacking them in the ocean. You know, there's plenty of coho and chinook getting caught out there. Mm-hmm. Guys are excited. The projection's a little better than it was last year. Last year was tricky with some kind of weird tides and at bad times and weird water. And so I think a lot of guys didn't have the best Astoria last year, but I'm I'm pretty sure, you know, the way lining out and the way the tides look the certain weeks of the year, you know, this year should be pretty lights out. I hope so. Shall we? Let's talk about numbers. You tested me some numbers that look pretty darn good and way better than I expected. Yeah. No, it was a 580,000 Chinook and Woo! And I, I have to look five and and hundred and what two hundred eighty thousand number expected to be upriver brights or something like that. Well, that's what I'm talking about. I'd be up and yeah, uh, come up come up my way. Come on yeah, up. You, you and I could even catch a couple of those. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, you're 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 being too kind. <laughs> a lot of fish and and a lot of fishermen, right? I mean, that is a notoriously going to be a a very busy place here in a in a few days. You know, I'll tell you what, everybody everybody talks about that being so crazy and out of control and, you know, the, with the boats and everything. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, the, the places that it's most out of control by far, by a mile, is the boat ramp. The boat <laughs> ramp, the antics, if you just sat at the boat ramp for like two or three hours and sipped your coffee every morning, man, you'd have the best, you'd have better than anything you could watch on cable. In oh, this but, age of reality uh, TV, you got a show right there, oh, I think. Oh, you see, might have oh, yourself an idea. I think just Joe oh, laid some gold on you right there, man. <laughs> I think yeah, you did. Boat, boat ramp drama. I mean, it's serious. The, the yelling, guys yelling at their wives, trying to back it. Oh, the man. First time ever at 4 o'clock in the morning in the busiest boat ramp at Hammond on the planet. You know, some guy's yelling at his wife that's never even done it before in her life. And then some other guy can't, you know, has his lights on so she can't see back. It's a, it's a, it's a disaster. <laughs> some but of them, once you yeah. get out there, there's plenty of room. Oh, man. And it's, you know, there's plenty of room once you get out there. You need to have the right boat for it. You need to probably not overstep your bounds if you got a you know, little boat maybe stay near where your ramps are and stuff because it really stands up in the afternoon mm-hmm. but you know just don't scare yourself and do anything you but it's it's not that bad as far as the fishing once you get out there just those boat ramps are a little bit of a disaster josiah i could do a whole show on just talking about what i <laughs> what i've seen on, what, I, what i've seen on the boat ramps man a lot of stuff i can't even repeat it's really awesome oh, but one, oh, one of sure. some of the one of the best funnest places you'll ever go is lake wenatchee that's going to happen pretty soon when the sockeye run opens up on lake wenatchee here's the scene for those of you that have never been there uh, the, in the park, there's one one tiny one-lane boat ramp with no parking. There's parking there for like eight boats. Now, mind you, there's two to 300 guys there every day lining up there to launch in this place. And one <laughs> one little ramp. And I, when I talked to the, uh, not the sheriff, but the guys in charge of the, of the park there, I said, why don't you guys build another ramp for God's sakes? He goes, well, we had no idea, you know, that this was ever going to happen here. So we just... And it never opens up hardly, so we hardly don't get that many people to launch in their boats. So we just have to win ramp, and that's it. Just one little tiny ramp. You don't, like you said, you don't know entertainment <laughs> until you see a guy who just bought himself a brand new smoker craft, and he's trying to launch this thing with those legs that lights on. He's, he's jackknifing this thing back and forth. I've had guys walk up and they start going, Burn 
start they start beating on the guy's hood going get out get out let me back that up and just pulling guys out of the car going let me do that <laughs> jumping in and launching the points go there that's how you do it now go home and practice damn it you know <laughs> there's there's something about backing up a trailer that can just humble a person faster oh, than anything else and you know what you can't learn how to do it unless you do it yeah. you can't it's like riding a bike you can't read a book and know how to right. do it you just gotta do it wrong about a hundred times and then you figure it out <laughs> suddenly it clicks it's like juggling running chainsaws man you just gotta do it <laughs> there's no practicing i'll tell you what <laughs> the other day i got i got messed up i just went from my you know i'm a total drift boat junkie right working yeah. class craft and then and i can jackknife my drift boat with my little forerunner all over the place and I, you know that's what i've driven for i just bought a new chev and a 23 foot willy raptor boy and and yeah, that is an entirely different system. It took me, I'm still figuring that out. Some learning curve about with that. Four times longer. <laughs> so, let, uh, boat ramp aside, now I'll tell you, some of the most fun you'll ever have is to get a six-pack, get a couple of chairs, have a seat at a boat ramp, and videotape it. <laughs> and I'll tell you, locally here in Seattle, it's Seafair Sunday oh, uh, right around the corner. If you want to see some fun, just go to any boat ramp on Lake Washington, and you will see some some bona fide <laughs> amateurs. They may not be fishermen, but there is some serious yeah. boat ramp drama yeah. to be had next weekend in but, Seattle. Just add you're going to see some real good scenery at that boat ramp, too. I've been to that. Oh, yeah. it's uh, it, You know, it can be fun. Well, okay, back on track here, Josiah. Let's go back down to the Kings. <laughs> Let's let's talk about a little technique now. I I hear about so many different ways guys fish down there. I want to know what you do. What's up? So I like my favorite thing to do <laughs> if I can just circle a tide that was just like my favorite you know program. Right. If it can be running out at daylight already, you know maybe an hour into the outgoing where it's actually moving and the water's already run. Those fish pin to the bottom. You know they flood in. They're kind of hard, they're a little trickier to catch on the incoming tide. Mm-hmm. You can use divers. You can use big heavy leads and just hold against the incoming. And basically just sit there, which is a, like my least favorite way to fish. It's effective, but it works. Right. But I just don't like sitting in one spot waiting for fish. Um, you know, you control with the incoming. A lot of guys get on the Washington side below the bridge and the church hole, and they'll troll up past like the rest stop, past a shipwreck, and they'll troll with the incoming tide. Um, but that outgoing, man, what happens? All those fish flood in. You know, that's a big bay. People don't really think about. You know, they think, oh, Astoria, you know, in the Megler Bridge, it's all just one little area. But it's not. You know, that's like seven, eight miles apart. Wow. So mm-hmm. A lot. I mean, from, and that's just, and, you know, Bowie 10 itself is just an imaginary line. So there's a huge, huge, huge area that's a couple miles wide. But when those fish flood in there, they're just kind of wherever. I always feel like I'm trying to hit a moving target with, like, another moving target, you know, sure. when it's on the flood. But once, they, once that thing starts pushing out, it pins those suckers to the bottom. And the ones that are going to go back out in the ocean and not come in the river just flush back out. And the ones that are going to start picking their way up the river, those things get right in the lines. They're where they're supposed to be, you know, I'd say for the most part, 20 to 45 feet. And there's a million different channels that are that way. And some days some go off and, you know, some days you're in the right one. And some days you need to move around a little bit and use your cell phone just a little bit and get some help. So you, you know, it really helps to have about three really good buddies that are down there if you want to be super successful. So but, you, man, just pounding the bottom downhill trolls. When it starts running out is the move. So you're talking cell phone bite, right? To an extent. It's nice if you do it every day. Mm -hmm. You don't have to, but there's some days where I I can't tell you how many times I've made a phone call. My buddy Ted Tufel or, you know, Bill Monroe Jr., you know, one of my good friends. I, hey, guys, like, what's going on? What are you seeing? And he's like, you know, I've seen 10 fish caught in the last five minutes, and I'll just straight up reel them up because it's not happening here. I'm sure it's vice versa. There have been times probably when you've been on them. 
and you're helping them, oh. right? I mean, it's all it's kind of a crapshoot, right? Yeah. You, you just pick a good spot that you think will be good that has been good, and you got to start somewhere, right? You got to start someplace. Yeah, and, and a lot of times, a lot of times you just. You just pound it out. You know, I really like the ships on the Oregon side above the bridge. Mm-hmm. There's all those great big ships that are always parked there waiting their turns to get pushed up river. Well, those or to go out. But those ships, you know, either side of those ships, inside of them is about usually about 25 feet, and the outside of them is about 35 to 45 feet. On that outgoing last year, I spent most of my time just pounding the outsides of those ships. And there was, it's funny, there was all red ships, and there was one green ship. And last year, you couldn't go past that green ship on the outgoing tide without catching a Chinook. Now, when the, uh, when, when the new water opens up on August 1st, Josiah, what's the window of opportunity? How long do you think we'll be fishing down there and, and catching fish? It's going to be there's, – there's supposed to be more coho this year than they projected last year by quite a bit. So, you know, those coho hang around quite a bit longer. They're going to be – the guys that like to stay down there will catch those all the way through September. I mean, a couple of years ago, there was a lot of coho. There were guys catching them clear down into October down there. So, there's they're around. Um, for me, I'm going to fish through August. I mean, there's really, really good tides the last very end of August. That's going to be lights out. But I'm going to move up river. Um, I just bought a house back in Scappoose where I grew up. I'm going back to the stomping grounds. Uh, and I'm going to go pound what I, what I grew up doing right in my yard in Scappoose in September. And those fish have just moved up right around the mouth of the Lewis, mouth of the Cowlitz, mm-hmm. uh, mouth of the Kalama. That's usually lights out. Fish hang up in there big time. And we'll be doing that pro troll spinner thing, super bait, you know, maybe some anchovies and stuff in the warmer water. Um, but, yeah, that, that rocks in September. And if I can fish five minutes from my house, I'm going to do it. Well, of course, man. Now, you're talking about uh, – that's a deep water fishery that time of year, right? You're fishing – you're looking a little deeper stuff than you would be like say now, right? Yeah, it's it's the channel. I mean, a lot of times a lot of times you're fishing, you know, if you're fishing the incoming, you're fishing suspended, you you know, you got to use your line counters, you know, get an idea, you know, if you got good if you got good uh electronics, you know, certainly use them. Mm-hmm. Keep an eye on where them suckers are at. But yeah, you can find, you know, it's the same program as most stuff. You know, let it down to the bottom and go up a couple cranks. But uh it's usually 30 to 50 55 feet of water and there was one day last year where i couldn't buy a bite for whatever reason it was just a weird day and i couldn't buy a bite and i didn't see much going on and our our day got saved at the end of the day i kind of had a wild hair and i trolled with the incoming tide going upstream probably seven and a half eight miles an hour you know just to get my flashers to spin and we started tinging them in 65 feet of water in the middle of the channel Uh, on the bottom just dragging sand i don't know hey it doesn't matter what we think right Right. Does, right. Does not matter. Now, you a wobbler guy? You do the you do the anchor up and wobbler stuff like like so many dudes if do. You can, if you can get it, the thing with the wobbler spot is really tee off on them. You need to be in the right you know the right spots. You know, and there's usually just a handful. So a lot of times that requires going out at three in the morning, anchoring up in the dark, and then maybe going back and getting your clients. Or you know, if you're really feeling it, sleep on your boat. But that was a, that was a younger <laughs> that was a younger me. You're still a younger <laughs> me, by the way. <laughs> in, in my world, in me and Joe's world, you're still yeah, you're still in diapers, brother. <laughs> uh, well, I got some catching up to do, but but no, that wobbler thing—if uh-huh. you can do it—it it is so. I, I don't. I, guys might think that you know going anchor fishing isn't really their idea of a good time, but I'll tell you what—I can't think of a more fun way to fish than anchor fishing. You can set up with five guys. I have seen boats. I have seen guide boats, and I'm going to steal this. Okay. I've seen guide boats pull out a blender and make Bloody Marys for their clients. Okay. On the boat at, at 7 a.m., 
on a gorgeous Saturday morning and just being unhook, you know, hook and chinook every you know, 10 or 15 minutes. Everyone just hanging out, mm-hmm. lounge back, guys, wives, kids. It's like, that is a blast. That is, that is easy fishing. I got to say, I've, I've done the sturgeon, the sturgeon thing down there in that neck of the woods exactly that way. And it is a lot of fun to sit there and wait for a big fish to come your way. That's for sure. <laughs> You know, Especially if you're not waiting very long. No. Yeah, yeah, when they're biting. You, you, you know what that is, Josiah? That's old man fishing, and I'm almost there. <laughs> it sounds like right a lot there. of fun. That's the fishing for the you're second half Kokanee of your life. World. Yeah, see, you're all... You're, you're into Kokanee world, so you're getting closer. Yeah, yeah just get, you're getting warm. Yeah, you haven't seen a bite, by the way, Joe, until you've had a one a, a 35 to 40-pound Chinook hit a wobbler when he's angry at it. Oh, man. It's, oh. A, it's a violent oh. activity. <laughs> it really oh, is. It's, it's mean, and the mm-hmm. clickers, it's the sound of the clickers going off. Oh, when you rasp. hear like a... Mm-hmm. Like a lion sound. You can be when you're wobbler fishing for like mm-hmm. five or six days in a row. Mm-hmm. If you hear any kind of a street screeching sound in town, you're like at the grocery store. Your hair just stands up on the back. <laughs> <laughs> you're looking around for looking around for a bent rod, right? Rod, rod. Oh, rod, I, rod, I got a, I, I got a great I got one great story about that. Then I'll let you go. It was uh, my wife's here today, and she she'll back me up on this. When the fishing's really good and you got rods going off right and left, when you're biting, you're half, I was half asleep one night, just kind of falling asleep, and I had a dream that the left-hand rod was going off. I mean, it's bending. It's down. <laughs> fish up. And I just leaped up, threw her out of the way, and tossed her on the floor. I'm diving. She goes, what in the hell are you doing? And I go, the rod, the rod went off. The rod went off. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, man. I you, can't, yeah. You've been there? Have there's you? a lot of those. You've been there? I, there's, there's a couple. I woke up more than once. Just, uh, I'm always in my drift boat. and for, I have that weird dream. You know, everybody has that scary falling dream. I have that scary I'm crashing my drift boat dream. Oh, like, oh no. Like, like you're, row, row, you're row, on the row, Deschutes, like you're on the a waterfall, and then yeah. I wake up. <laughs> <laughs> well, you should bank fish more. <laughs> there you go. I should bank fish more. I miss yeah. bank fishing. Well, no. Speaking of bank fishing, we yeah. need to talk. Okay. <laughs> well, well, we'll do that soon, my friend. Jo- he is Josiah Dar. You can read his column in STS. He's guiding the lower Columbia. Josiah, do you have any openings? You want to uh, You want to pimp anything? I got about two days in... Uh, August, mm-hmm. they're completely open, and then maybe a couple random little seats, and then I got about six days in September. And if anybody hasn't done that September thing, mm-hmm. because it's typically upriver, it's the weather's a lot nicer than it is in Astoria. Sure, it is an easy, kid-friendly, you know, mostly spinners and super baits. You know, simple. Fit. It's not that difficult. It's say it, old man life. fishing. Go ahead, say it. It's it's, it's old man fishing. It's all. Yeah, awesome. we're right here. <laughs> we can hear you. Yeah, give us a number, Josiah. To get a hold of you. Uh, 206-660-1490. That's 206-660-1490. He's Josiah Dar. Thanks for your time this morning, my friend. We'll talk soon. Thanks a lot. Always always good, guys. Thanks. Right on. So there's 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 Josiah. And now he talks about the waiting at the ramps. Yes. For the boat launching thing. One time uh, we talked about my buddy Dave Vetter. We are up at uh, Lake Chelan. One time, and we're at 25 mile, and it is a busy day. It's like it is now. We're going to kokanee fishing up there, and we're watching people launching in front of us. And it is, it is just, it's a gong show. It is so fun. Guys running into the walls and jackknifing, and like I said, yelling at each other, and the guy screaming at his girlfriend. He got these gorgeous girl in a bikini going, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just begging. I, you know, and trying to back this car up, and they're yelling at each other. And 
And we're waiting our turn. Finally, we get our turn. I get in position. Boats in and out. And I'm walking back. And the guy walks up to me, hands me a six-pack of Henry Weinhardt's. I'm like, what's this? What's this for? And he goes, you win. I win? What do I win? He goes, you win the boat ramp award for today. He goes, we've been watching this thing since daylight, and it's been about five hours of the funniest stuff I've ever seen in my entire life. And you guys only, guys only took like a minute to put your boat in the water. I'm like, well, I'm just doing the way it should be done. He goes, well, people around here obviously they haven't done this very much. <laughs> so we, we won. By I'm just telling doing you, it right. there's a reality series there. People <laughs> love to watch people fish on TV. Mm-hmm. How about watching people try to get out there and fish? Right. I mean, there's a lot of comedy to be had on that. Yeah, speaking of comedy, we'll just keep this going. We're taking a break, and we'll bake back and finish this up on Sports Radio 950, Northwest Wild Country Radio on Sports Radio 950K.